Well, good morning. I am Danielle Glesney, uh, one of your hosts of the Imago Nutrition Podcast. And we have this podcast to answer your questions and give practical nutrition strategies to help you and your family flourish. So if you are wondering how to select a high quality supplement and how do you know if it's working, um, this is an episode for you. Um, and if you have a question, please um, go to our website, um, imago, I-M-A-G-O, nutrition.com slash podcast. That's again, imago, I-M-A-G-O, nutrition.com slash podcast um, and submit your question so we can feature it on an episode. So our question today comes from Emily in Washington. And her question is, how does a consumer pick a high quality supplement when needed? And how do I know if it's working or being absorbed? Um, So thank you, Emily, for this question today that we're going to walk through. Um, We're going to just start with you know, some quick statistics about supplements because, um, man, they are everywhere. I just, any, um, podcast that you might listen to might have commercials for supplements. I just listened to one the other day and, um, I was like, Whoa, we're bombarded with information about different supplements available. So some quick statistics, um, from the CDC website is, Among U.S. adults aged 20 and over, 57.6% use any dietary supplement in the past 30 days, and the use is higher among women, 63.8%, than men, which is 50.8%. And then dietary supplement use increases with age, um, and it's with both genders as well. And again, it's highest among women age 60 and over, about 80.2%. And the use of two or three or four or more dietary supplements increases with age as well. Um, So the most common types of dietary supplements used by all age groups were multivitamin, mineral supplements, followed by vitamin D and omega-3 fatty acid supplements. Um, So that's just a a few little fun facts to get um, this topic started today. So dietary supplements can be defined as products that you take by mouth, such as tablet, capsule, powder, or liquid. They are made to supplement the diet, right? Not to be the the main source of uh, nutrition or um, what have you, whatever the supplement is, um, <clears throat> and have, you know, dietary supplements have one or more dietary ingredients, including vitamins, minerals, herbs, botanicals, amino acids, which is protein, enzymes, tissues from organs or glands, or extracts. Um, so they have one or more of those ingredients. And they're labeled dietary supplements. <laughs> so um, that are those are some definitions. Um, herbal supplements um, are sometimes called botanicals and um, are a type of supplement that contains one or more herbs. One thing you might see on dietary supplements is the word natural. Um, that 
does not mean safe. And so we'll get into that um, soon. But I think the reason marketers put that on nutrition labels is um, it's a comforting word (laughs) to know it comes from nature. So how could it be harmful? Well, it can um, for multiple different reasons, but um, just want to start, you know, just put that as a starting point is natural does not mean safe. Um, so here are a few important things to keep in mind when considering purchasing, purchasing a supplement. Um, one, the scientific evidence on supplements varies greatly. So there's a lot of information on some supplements and there's very little on other supplements. Supplements you buy from the store or online may differ in differ in important ways from products tested in research studies. So, you know, you'll hear um, articles or headlines um, of, you know, this supplement helps with such and such. Um, These research studies are, you know, your proof. Well, those supplements that you buy in the store and online aren't necessarily those ones that were used in those research studies. So, um, that is important to remember because they, the change in those supplements could make them not effective, honestly, on what they are claiming to be effective for. Another one is dietary supplements may interact with your medications or any certain uh, medical problems that you have. Um, so always check with your doctor and your pharmacist to see if any supplements that you're considering would um, impede or cause your medications to be not as effective. Many dietary supplements are not tested in pregnant women, nursing mothers, or children. So if you fall into um, one of those three categories, um, just know that there's not going to be a lot of evidence behind um, those dietary supplements to be effective or safe uh, for you. So for pregnant women, nursing moms, and children. So another one is... Um, what's listed on the label of a dietary supplement may not be what's in the product. Um, so this is, was really eye-opening um, to me probably, oh my goodness, um, seven years ago, I'm guessing, when I did a presentation um, to women about dietary supplements and um, to, to learn you know, that there's many um, cases where the what's in the bottle was not was not the same as what was on the label. So that's really um, something to, to remember that what's on the label is not always what's in the bottle. Um, from the CDC website, one example they gave was some products marketed for weight loss, sexual enhancement, or bodybuilding may have some prescription drugs um, that are not allowed in dietary supplements. Um, so sometimes those things are not safe. Um, the rules for manufacturing and distributing, um, dietary supplements are less strict than those for prescription drugs and over-the-counter drugs. So the, um, we're going to talk about the role of the FDA in the safety, um, of dietary supplements, but no, just, um, the FDA is not authorized to review dietary supplements for safety and effectiveness before they are marketed. Um, so 
that's how um, the first the point I said just before that is how that's possible is the FDA does not regulate dietary supplements. However, not just this year to 2023, the FDA launched um, a tool. It's a web page um, called the Dietary Supplement Ingredient Directory. Dietary Supplement Ingredient Directory is a web page where you can look up the ingredients used in products and know what is being, you know, what the FDA has to say about that ingredient, as well as um, whether the agency has taken actions in regard to that ingredient. So it's, I think this is really amazing. I actually did not know this uh, tool existed until today. Um, but it, yeah, it has a large chart on the website and it has the ingredient name, other names that the ingredient can go by and agency actions or statements about this ingredient. So that is just one way to, um, you know, look and see if the dietary supplement that you're using is safe and um, um, possibly an option you want to take. So one thing I like about Emily's question is she put in parentheses there when needed. So there are times when supplements are needed. Um, and I kind of grouped these times into like three different categories. Um, so let's go through those. So three different situations where supplements may be needed. Um, one, if, if there is an identified deficiency. So through lab workup, you know, um, iron deficiency could come up or vitamin D deficiency may be found. Um, and in these cases, a supplement is needed for the ketchup. Um, and that does take a lot of time to um, kind of, you know, get enough to not only get in the, um, just to get to the normal range. Um, so, cause you're kind of below obviously. Um, so it does, does not mean you need to be on this supplement for life, um, but it could take some time to, to catch up. So one is the identified deficiency. Um, two is a situation to support a life stage. So I recommend um, for anyone over the age of 50 to get an age and gender specific multivitamin because the body has a decreased ability to absorb vitamin B12 in this life stage. <clears throat> um, so that is just one example. Another example is iron supplementation is often needed for babies as their needs for iron are so high and their intake is so small in this stage. Okay. So iron supplementation may be needed in babies. You know, they're just learning to, um, to eat food and, um, eating high iron sources is a great thing to do to prevent the iron deficiency, but sometimes, um, iron supplementation may still be needed. Vitamin D supplementation is another one that is often needed due to an identified deficiency, but also to support life stage. So for example, any infant, child, or adolescent not getting 400 IUs of vitamin D per day should be taking a supplement. Um, an example of getting 400 IUs of vitamin D is four cups of milk. Um, obviously, you know, people don't necessarily want to drink four cups of milk per day, but that's just one example of how to get the vitamin D. It's very um, low in our food supply, honestly. Um, so that's another reason that vitamin D deficiency is so prevalent. Um, so 
Uh, supplementation may be needed to support a life stage as needs are greater of specific nutrients at different times in the human life or a decreased ability to absorb adequate amounts. So sometimes it could be like a major surgery, um, you know, cutting out portions of your GI tract and you're not going to be able to absorb certain nutrients, um, as nutrients are absorbed in different parts of your GI tract. So it could be due to absorption or to a specific high need in that life stage. Um, and the last, um, you know, there might be more situations, but the last one I identified as another possible need for supplement is when you've tried food first and the adequate intake is just not happening. Um, so food is the best source of all nutrients. Um, so Sometimes um, food preferences, though, can hinder our ability to get adequate amounts. And so for this, um, I'm just going to give you a couple examples. So, for example, you may be in the process of learning to enjoy many new fruits and vegetables and your current intake is very limited. So a high quality multivitamin can be really helpful safety net in the meantime. So just a short term use of that while you um, learn to incorporate those fruits and veggies in at higher amounts and more variety. Another one is maybe you prefer to follow a vegetarian or vegan diet. So anytime you restrict a certain food group or food groups, you need to look um, at all the nutrients that you could be lacking and other source food sources of those nutrients. And sometimes that's just not, um, you know, possible to get all the nutrients um, when you're cutting out a food group or specific foods. Um, so a supplement may be needed in that case as well. Um, so to answer the part of the question of how do I pick a high quality supplement? Um, I'm really glad that part is included in this question as well. Um, so how do you pick a high quality supplement? The FDA has established quality standards for dietary supplements to ensure their identity, purity, strength, and composition. Um, these standards are designed to prevent inclusion of the wrong ingredient, the addition of too much or too little of an ingredient, and the possible possibility of contamination or improper packaging and labeling. But like we said earlier, the FDA cannot regulate it. Um, so it, the FDA only periodically inspects facilities that manufacture dietary supplements. So that therefore several um, independent organizations offer quality testing and allow products to, um, you know, if they pass, they get these seals of approval. So this is a second way of how to determine the quality of your, your supplement. Um, so these seals of approval provide assurance that the product was manufactured uh, properly, contains the ingredients listed on the label, and does not contain harmful levels of contaminants. Okay. Um, but these labels do not guarantee the product is safe or effective. Okay, so just remember what those labels do. They provide that, again, the product was manufactured properly, contains ingredients listed on the label, and does not contain harmful levels of contaminants. But it does not, the seals of approval does not guarantee that the product is safe or effective. Um, so whether it's safe for you specifically um, or effective um, at what you're choosing the supplement for. 
So some of these organizations include <clears throat> that offer these quality testings is the U.S. Um, Pharmacopeia. Okay. U.S. And then it's P-H-A-R-M-A-C-O-P-E-I-A. Um, then the other one is consumerlab.com. So that's pretty easy. Consumerlab.com. Another one is NSF International, NSF International, and National Products Association. So some of the seals that I see most often are the NSF International or um, NSP. Um, so looking for those seals of uh, quality testing um, can be the second way to um, kind of look and see if you're choosing a high quality supplement. So the second part um, of the question we'll move into now is how do you know if it is being absorbed or working? Um, so if we are taking the supplements um, when needed and not falling into the trap of the hype around supplements. So, you know, listening to that ad and, oh my goodness, that sounds so great. Of course I want more energy. Um, yes. So if we're taking supplements based on need, um, and not just, you know, desire or want, you know, that's what we can do through our food choices, getting, um, quality food choices can improve your energy. And I'm sure a supplement can too, but food is first. Um, so if we're choosing them when they're needed, then we can know if they are working based on repeat lab work. So if your vitamin D status or your iron status is low, it is wise to ask your doctor for repeat lab work to see how well your supplement is working and to see if it is still needed. So again, it takes um, time. And so sometimes the doctor might say, well, we need to give it a little bit more time before we check again. Um, so that's totally fine. But um, be active in your care um, and ask those doctors to just repeat the lab work to see if, you know, you still need that iron supplement or you still need that vitamin D supplement. In the, in the case of supporting a life stage, most often that supplement is needed for the entire life stage. So, um, you know, one way to know if these are working is just, are, are we preventing a deficiency? So in babies, taking an IR supplement is to prevent the iron deficiency. Uh, taking a vitamin D uh, supplement is to prevent a vitamin D deficiency. So, um, in this case, you know, for babies, it's probably just wise, you know, to take it when needed. And then when that a life stage is passed, um, you know, such as they're eating high iron rich foods, we may not need them anymore. Um, so it most often is, um, apparent for like babies, you know, and, and sometimes also repeating those lab tests, um, for children, like if they have an iron deficiency, getting that retested to see if we're, if you're done with that iron supplement. Um, cause it, again, it takes time and depends on the person, how well they're absorbing the iron in their diet and in the supplement. So, um, it, so the case of the supporting the life stage, it's really just, you know, are we preventing a deficiency? And again, asking your doctor for routine lab checks. Um, and then if you're following like a vegan diet, for example, some of those, um, you know, supplements such as vitamin B12 will be needed while you're on the diet. There's just not enough sources of vitamin B12 in a vegan diet, for example. 
Um, so that's one example. Or again, if you're um, now eating more fruits and veggies, you can maybe not need that safety net of that multivitamin anymore um, in the case of, you know, food first uh, always. So, so to answer, you know, the question, is it working? Um, really repeat lab work, um, be active in your care, talk to your doctor. Um, and then, you know, is it preventing a deficiency? Is it working? Is it helping with what you chose the supplement for? And again, you know, if you're choosing a supplement based on energy or, or something more non-measurable, it's going to be really hard to know, um, if it's working because there's that placebo effect and, um, you know, so it's, it's better to choose supplements like we talked about when they're needed. And um, then you will also know if they're working or being absorbed well. So hopefully that answers um, your question and um, help, was helpful to others listening today. I do have just a couple more points before we leave um, of things to keep in mind. Um, again, I'm just going to say food first. Um, that is super important to always remember food is first. Um, and then second is taking too much of something can interfere with the absorption of other nutrients. We didn't dive into this too much, but just know that, you know, if you're taking, um, a lot of something, um, you know, it can interfere with the absorption of something else that you need. Um, so for example, iron and calcium compete for absorption. So if you have tons of calcium sources in your diet, you could, you know, end up having a little bit low iron intake um, or absorption. So don't choose supplements to solely boost your intake um, can actually do more harm than good. Um, you know, vitamin C supplements, for example, those are water soluble. Um, so it's really hard to overdose on water soluble vitamins, but don't try. I'm not, you know, challenging you. Um, I, you know, the fat soluble vitamins, uh, vitamin A, D, E, and K, those are a lot easier to overdose on. Um, but the water soluble, not as much. Um, but still there, I think, you know, I've read about how, um, you know, taking a, a lot of vitamins, excuse me, a lot of vitamin C, you're mainly just peeing it out and wasting your money because you can only absorb so much at one time, but it actually can sometimes increase risk of kidney stones. So just think about, you know, there's other things um, that could, you know, cause harm if we're just trying to boost our intake. So that's not a good reason to choose a supplement. Um, supplements are not, the, another point to remember, supplements are not regulated by the FDA. So look for those third-party seals for quality. Um, check out that website, um, that I mentioned to look at that chart. If you find a, you know, ingredient that's unfamiliar to you, then you can see what, what is said, what that ingredient is. Um, and then also talk to your pharmacist and doctor to make sure you're choosing something that's not going to interfere with your medications or health status. Um, so if supplements are not regulated, um, talk to your doctor and pharmacist and make sure they are um, not interfering with your medications or health status. And, you know, just lastly, be active um, in talking with your doctor to see if those medica those supplements are working. Um, so, you know, there's doctors are constantly getting new, um, you know, up-to-date research information too. And so, for example, I remember when my 
doctor, you know, recommended omega-3 fatty acid supplements um, for heart health. And then he said, I don't, I don't think you need those anymore because of what the research is telling us about how effective they are. Um, again, food is more effective. Um, now, not all doctors might say that. Some doctors might still be in um, support of omega-3 fatty acid supplements. Um, and if that's the case, you can also say, well, let's see those cholesterol levels and see, um, is that my, me taking this omega-3 fatty acid helping? Um, so being active in your care. Um, so if you would like help in knowing if you need a supplement, please reach out to us. I would love to look at, you know, your current diet intake and determine if any nutrients may be lacking and see how you can get these nutrients through food, food first. And if not, what supplements could help. Um, so I'd love to dive into that with you. And again, um, thank you for this question, Emily. And if you have a question, please go to our website, amagonutrition.com slash podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, um, subscribe so you don't miss any podcast episodes or leave us a review. Um, you can follow us on all social media platforms at Imago Nutrition, I-M-A-G-O Nutrition. And with that, I hope you have a great day. And we just want to thank Happy Pill for our theme song, Thinking About Food. Talk to you later. <laughs>